kids podcast. <laughs> you can go slow. A kids podcast about. Hey there, worth noting listeners. We are a proud member of Kids Listen, the best place to discover the best in kids' podcasts. But we also know that sometimes the easiest way to discover great shows is to have someone bring them right to your ears. That's why I'm pleased to share this episode of Newsy Paloozy with all of you, which is all about autumn festivals. Newsy Paloozy is a weekly kids' news podcast for curious and open minds. Their educational podcast covers everything from top science news to the latest in tech, arts, culture, current affairs, and more. Newsy Paloozy is also a news podcast for kids, by kids. Their correspondents are children from all over the world, Asia, Africa, Europe, UK, and North America. I can't wait for you to meet hosts Leela Srivasankar Prickett and Lindy, Leela's mama. Find Newsy Paloozy in the Kids Listen app or wherever podcasts are found and let them know that we sent you. From Halloween to the Hungry Ghost Festival, from Thanksgiving to Bonfire Night, welcome to our Autumn Festival Special. Over here! Hey, 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 listen up! <coughs> new, 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 new Newsy! Newsy Paloozy! Hello and welcome to Newsy Paloozy, the coolest dip of news and information around. In fact, it's the only world news podcast for kids, though a lot of adults like it too. I'm your host, Lila Shivshanka Prickett, and my sidekick here is... Hello, I'm Lindy Prickett. Otherwise known as the Big Story Explainer, Sound Engineer, and my mama. <laughs> All true. So it's autumn in the Northern Hemisphere, and that means bags of candy are just around the corner. I'm talking Halloween, folks. Okay, okay, candy in moderation, but <laughs> okay, but that's not all, is it? Oh no, did you know that around the world there are loads more festivals that happen this time of year? In India alone, there are more than half a dozen festivals in autumn, which we told you about in episode 115 a few weeks ago. But there are many more you might not have heard of, like the Hungry Ghost Festival in Eastern Asia, which isn't as scary as it sounds. Same goes for the Day of the Dead in Mexico. And do you know about Bonfire Night, or should I say Guy Fawkes Night in England? Never mind the biggest festival of the year for Sikhs. And do you know the story behind Thanksgiving? Well, we'll tell you it all. Yes, we're delving into our archive to bring you this compilation of all our autumn festival stories. So be prepared to hear my seven, eight, and nine-year-old voice. So cute. Your 10-year-old voice is pretty sweet, too. Thank you. And we do have a few fresh stories for you as well. And we'll play these in the date order of how they've come or are coming on the calendar this year. So sit back and get ready to be entertained and informed. And maybe a little spooked, too. <laughs> <laughs> Of course, the big story of the week is not Halloween. Oh no, 
Or, I really should say, it's not only Halloween. Exactly, because Halloween isn't the only autumn fright festival happening in the world. And this is a World News Podcast. It also turns out that we're all a lot more similar in our festivities than you might think. So, let's start with the first spooky celebration on the calendar. Well, almost two months ago, the frightening festivities began in the far east of Asia. With the Hungry Ghost Festival. Are you getting scared? Oh yes, I'm scared. It takes place on the seventh month of the lunar calendar. That means it's based on the moon cycle, not our normal 12-month calendar. It's usually around August and September. And for this, we go to our Taiwan correspondent, Yu Ching Liu, to tell us more. In Taiwan, like most of Asia, our ancestors are a big deal. Not just our grandparents, but our great, great, great grandparents too. We find many ways to pay them respect. We leave offerings or light incense for our ancestors in our homes or at temples. And for people who follow the Buddhist or Taoist faith, there's more. In spring, the Qingming or Grave Sweeping Festival is a national holiday. The Double Night Festival is another chance for us, the living, to pay our respects to the dead. But the Hungry Ghost Festival is when the dead are believed to come visit us for a whole month. <laughs> They're said to roam around seeking food and entertainment. Though some call it mischief, the naughty ghosts are believed to be ancestors who weren't given a very good farewell or funeral when they died. On the night of the full moon, a large feast is prepared with an empty seat left for the hungry ghost. Families make sure there is a lot of food and drink. I mean, wouldn't you want to keep a hungry ghost happy? This is Eugene Liu reported for Newsy Jacuzzi. Thanks for that great report, Yuchin. But I'm not so sure I like the sound of um ghosts over for dinner. Well, you gotta keep them happy. I gotta keep them away. <laughs> It's interesting that Buddhism began right here in India and then spread east, but that particular festival has faded away for the most part. Good. <laughs> Too scary for me. Though some Hindus do celebrate Put Chaturdashi, where you light 14 candles for your ancestors, but they don't come to dinner when they're mad at you. <laughs> well, I have to say I'm really drawn to the idea of holidays in which you take time to remember your ancestors. I think it's really sweet. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. In fact, festival season in India kicked off several weeks ago with Ganpati or the Ganesh Festival in Mumbai, then the Durga Puja up in Kolkata. But Diwali is the biggest. True. I'm just saying that India is such a huge and diverse country with Muslims, Christians, Buddhists, Parsis, Jains, and that even amongst the majority Hindus, there are a lot of different festivals. But Diwali is the biggest. To many people, yes. And since there are about a billion. 
million Hindus on this earth, we thought we'd mark the occasion and give a little explainer to those who don't know much about it. Well, take it away, Leela. Well, Diwali is the festival of lights. It's celebrated either in October or November, depending on the cycle of the moon. In North India, Hindus believe lamps called diyas were lit to guide the return of Lord Ram or Rama and his wife Sita back home after being in exile for 14 years. And some also believe the lights or diyas are lit so that the goddess Lakshmi will find you and bless your home. Only if it's clean, and if you've been well behaved. <laughs> There is that. Now, in different parts of the country, other Hindus associate Diwali with Lord Krishna or other gods. Regardless, simply put, it's the victory of light over darkness. <laughs> But don't take our word for it. Let's hear from our correspondents nearby in Adyan Singh, Chuan. Right, Leela, we are so excited Diwali week is finally here. I can't wait for all the Diwali cleaning to end and the fun to begin. Our lights are already up and my favorite part is when we get to help out with the rangolis. Rangolis are colored patterns or designs made at the floor at the entrance of our home. We even get to wear new traditional clothes each Diwali and this year our clothes are bright blue. Diwali also means lighting diyas, meeting close friends and doing our annual Lakshmi puja. Very pray to the goddess of prosperity and purity. The best thing about this Diwali is how our local government has banned the use of firecrackers. Hopefully that would put an end to all the extra air pollution. Happy, Happy Diwali to all of you from me Adyan and me Nirbhay. Thanks you guys. Oh, love those boys. Now let's hear from South Indian Sadhana Nagaraj from Bangalore, whose family also light up their home and decorate their doorsteps with colorful rangoli designs in preparation for Diwali. Which you can see on our website. Yep, we'll put pictures of that and other Diwali celebrations up on our website. Here's what her family do on the main day. My family and I get dressed in new clothes and head over to my grandma's house where we perform a small puja which is an offering to god. I ask the elders to bless me and then we get to the best part. We eat. My grandma is quite the chef as she makes a variety of sweets and food. The buffet includes two types of kosambari, in other words, salad, two different palyas or fried vegetables, lemon rice or brinjal rice, rasam or sambar. hapla or crisps to give some crunch to the food this will put a few members of the family to take a nap while i run out to play it's a day to enjoy this is sadhana nagraj reporting for newsy jacuzzi happy diwali yummy it's fair to say like most festivals around the world food is an important part of diwali Indeed. But there's another part that's pretty interesting. A lot of people want blessings not just for their family and homes, 
but for their business and professions as well, with special ceremonies even to bless the financial books, or book of accounts as they're called here. And for more on that, let's go to Rianch Zaveri, whose family comes from the western state of Gujarat, though they live in Delhi. The outside of our house is decorated with lights and every day fresh flowers and lot of deers are used all around the house, inside and outside. On the day of Diwali, we all head to our family shop to offer prayers called puja. We also conduct a special ceremony for our books of accounts to be blessed by the divine. The end of the Hindu Gujarati calendar is Diwali, so the next day marks New Year for us. We celebrate with family and friends over a delicious morning breakfast consisting of jalebi, a traditional sweet, along with gatia, a snack made from gram flour. Festivals are always fun, but Diwali is the best. You said it! Then again, I have a lot to choose from. Yes, you do. Thanks, Rayanj. And the twins answered, Hana. Yes. Do you want to sing your Diwali song, Leela? Mama. Just asking. Well, here's to light over darkness. <laughs> Next on the calendar would be our very own Halloween. But first we should say that it's not really celebrated in India where we are, right? But I do. Well, we do have American friends, so we get together and do a trick-or-treat route with them. But now lots of Indians celebrate it. Well, not lots, but in the cities where people have more exposure with America, then yes, it's starting to pick up. And let's face it, India is a very open country that likes to party. People here celebrate any good festival going. And who doesn't like to dress up and get candy? Even some British people now join in the fun, but no one quite like America. So how did it start? I was hoping you'd ask that. So, once upon a time, long before Christianity spread across the world, many Europeans were what's known as pagans, an ancient religion that worshipped many gods. And the Celtic people, who lived in what we now call Ireland and Britain, celebrated something called Sowin, with bonfires and parties marking the end of the harvest season and the beginning of winter, or the darker half of the year. During this festival period, guess what they believed happened? Oh, I know, I know. The dead ancestors came back to life. <laughs> Bingo! Like in Asia, the Celts believed there was a period when the boundary between the worlds of the living and the dead became blurry. And people were worried they would encounter ghosts if they left their home. So to disguise themselves... And they dressed up in funny costumes? <laughs> well, they wore masks, hoping that the ghost would mistake them Whoa. for fellow ghosts and leave them alone. <laughs> well, what about trick-or-treating? Well, you see, when Christianity came to the Celtic areas, it's believed the church wanted to replace this pagan ritual with their own. 
it's something around the same time of year called All Saints Day and All Souls Day, which were days to honor the dead. Also with bonfires, parties, people dressing up as saints and angels, and... Trick-or-treating. Haha, kind of. During the festive season, originally poor citizens would beg for food in return for praying for the dead relatives of the person giving them the food. Oh, dear Heavenly Father, please give prayer Eventually, ordinary children would be going a-souling, as they called it, visiting houses in their neighborhood and be given food and money. So, going a-souling became trick-or-treating. That's what people think. And guess what the Middle English way of saying all saints was? All Hallomas, which became All Hallows for short. And the parties were celebrated the night or the eve before. So it was All Hallows' Eve. Halloween, I get it, like Hallows' Eve. Yes. Whoa, you are right. (laughs) (laughs) I'm such a dork. (laughs) But interesting how, like India doesn't really celebrate the Hungry Ghost Festival anymore, Ireland and Britain don't really celebrate All Saints or All Souls Day anymore. Why? Well, probably that's a whole nother podcast. But many people believe that when the towns and cities were building up in America, local leaders felt Halloween was a great way to build a community. And it just kept building and building. Block party! (laughs) So Halloween is on October 31st. And two days later, and a bit further south of the U.S. is... And right after Halloween on November 2nd is the Day of the Dead Festival, celebrated in and around Mexico. I admit, when I was little, well, littler than I am now, I always used to think this was one scary celebration, even after I saw the movie Coco. But then I started to think those decorated skeletons with all the designs and colors were pretty cool. Oh, yeah. And when you think it's just about paying your respects to the dead, especially people from your own family, kind of like Asia's Hungry Ghost Festival, well, it's pretty cool, I think. Totally. Now I get it. But for anybody wanting a bit more, we're going to cut across to our new correspondent from Texas, Max Pena, who's of Mexican heritage and can give us the whole tradition. Yep, how it came about and is celebrated in Mexico and how he and his family celebrated in Texas. Well, take it away, Max. Thanks, Leela. So first things first, the Day of the Dead in Spanish is Dia de los Muertos, and it goes way back, like several thousand years ago. That's long before the Spanish people came to Mexico. It was started by the indigenous or original Nahua people, which included the Aztecs and the Toltecas. So when their loved ones died, they didn't mourn or cry or get all upset. (laughs) Nope. Believe it or not, that was considered disrespectful because they considered those who died to still be members of the community. Their memory and spirits were considered alive. And on Dia de los Muertos, the ancient Mexicans believed their dead friends and family would return to the living world to see them. Okay, just for a day, but still, how cool is that? Today's Dia de los Muertos is a mix of this ancient belief and more modern Christian rituals. That's why it's a day of celebration, of parties. It's not a day to be sad, and it's definitely not spooky. Dressing up as like the dead, like skeletons, it's all part of the fun. 
Most people make little altars in their homes with photos of their ancestors surrounded by flowers, candles, and some of their favorite things. You know, to remember them by. Here in Texas, we do an abbreviated or shortened version of it. In my house, my grandma makes tamales and mole. In Fort Worth, Texas, I'm Max Pena, reporting for Newsy Paloozy. Oh man, tamales and mole, you're making me hungry, Max. Thanks a lot for that report. Yes, and I believe tamales and the mole sauce is a special dish for the festival. Some people believe the corn husk wrapper of the tamale represents the coffin, and the stuffing inside of meats and cheese represents the body. Wait, so you're eating your ancestors? It's symbolism, Leela. Just a symbol or, you know, a metaphor. I know, I know. I'm joking. And it's still making me hungry. And there's another festival of this time of the year, celebrated only in the United Kingdom. Bonfire night! And it might be the only festival marking something that didn't happen. Remember, remember, the 5th of November. Gunpowder, treason and plot. I see no reason why gunpowder treason should ever be forgot. Oh, what was the gunpowder plot? Good question, and I know just the person who can answer it. Ah, that would be our England correspondent, Jackson Hosking. Well, Leela, over 400 years ago, in 1605, a man called Guy Fawkes was caught in the act, about to blow up the Houses of Parliament using a really big stash of gunpowder. The building he was planning to destroy is where the British government still meets today. So the planned attack clearly didn't happen. There was no explosion. That's because someone in the know betrayed Guy Fawkes by telling the authorities about their gunpowder plot. The story goes that Guy Fawkes was captured standing over the barrels of gunpowder that he and the rebels had secretly collected in the basement under the part of the palace known as the House of Lords. Their plan to blow up the building included killing the Protestant King, King James I, and his government, and replacing the King with a Catholic ruler. By doing this, they hoped to give Catholics a better life in Britain. After his capture, Guy Fawkes was kept prisoner in the Tower of London and then executed as a warning to any other rebels all those years ago. Today in Britain, people celebrate this moment in history and the failure of the plot by lighting bonfires and setting off a massive, impressive firework displays. And in case you didn't know, the Thanksgiving story. Take it away, Mama. Well, the story goes, in the year 1620, there was a group of religious and economic refugees called the Pilgrims who fled England for a better land, America. The 66-day journey across the Atlantic Ocean in a ship called the Mayflower wasn't easy. And when they arrived, they were sick and weak, and not alone. There were natives who looked a bit different to them. 
but were helpful and kind, teaching the pilgrims how to cultivate corn and get sap from yummy maple trees and which poisonous plants to avoid. As a show of thanks, a massive feast was planned at the end of the harvest season the next year in 1621. Sadly, such friendly encounters didn't continue as the settlers took over the native people's land. And it wasn't until almost 250 years later that Abraham Lincoln encouraged the early dinner of thanks on the last Thursday of November. But it was President Franklin Delano Roosevelt that made it an official holiday in 1939. And here's a little detail you might not know. He moved the date forward a week, hoping to give the flagging economy a boost. Extra time to shop in the run-up to that other holiday, Christmas. Regardless of its history, for most, Thanksgiving is a time to take stock and remember what you're thankful for. Like we do, right? Yep. And that's not all. Oh, no, it's not. As with most festivals, for many people, including our podcasting cousins from the terrific Book Power for Kids series, Thanksgiving is a time to see family and... Eat! (laughs) It's always festival time here in India. But yes, the main festive season, for most of the many religions practiced here, is typically from early autumn to the new year. And now... The biggest festival celebrated by the Sikh community is just around the corner. Guru Nanak Janti, also known as Gurpurab, marks the birth of the first Sikh guru, Guru Nanak. And our very own correspondent, Yuvraj Sani, is gearing up to celebrate this with his family at home and at the Sikh temple called the Gurdwara. He's got this report. My family and I celebrate Gurpurab with a lot of excitement and enthusiasm. Before COVID, the celebrations were grander and processions displaying Sikh martial arts Dance and culture used to happen on roads. On Gurpurab, we wear new clothes and go to the Gurdwara. The Gurdwara is decorated with lights, fresh flowers, candles and streamers. People distribute sweets and food is served to everyone. In the evening, we do prayer at home. We light candles and remember the teachings of Guru Nanak. I love the simplicity of the festival. Wishing everyone a very happy Guru Nanak Jainti. Thanks a lot, Yavraj. from us this week with this special Autumn Festivals capsule. We hope you guys have a great festival season. Stay warm, be kind, be curious, and have fun! See you next week in the Happy Splashy World News Pool. Woo!